What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Lunch Beers presented by the Podcast Room. We are back with Nikki Q, Eli, Jared, and myself, Brother Frank. We have office talk, a smoothie of the week, Jared on some rants, football, and American football. Here we go. So, as you guys know, uh, last week was away, hunting trip. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, kind of had the uh, the whole Lion King thing happen in my life where you had the passage and getting held up to all the all the land. Uh, my girlfriend's dad took me to his hunting cabin, which was in the town of Cotterport, Pennsylvania, about two hours southwest of Buffalo. And um, it was awesome. Uh, except for I saw like 12 doe and I'm hunting, you know, antler buck. So that sucked. Um, and just to anyone that might be a listener who's a hunter, I'm just going to give you a, a word of the wise here. Never be the youngest guy in the group because you're going to drive everything and you're going to walk up all the, the highest hills and you're going to go through the thickest brush and you're going to get a bunch of cuts from sticker bushes and your eyes are going to get poked with sticks. So just know that. Um, and you're also going to have to shit in holes. So, uh, um, have you guys ever shit in a hole before? Is my first question to you. Um, uh, a toilet hole bowl? Well, that's not a toilet bowl. I, I shit we, in the woods. We talk poop. I shit in the woods. Nope. Frank, I have. I mean, I didn't dig the hole because it was just in the woods. But I've sh- I've shat myself in the woods. Yeah. Very good. See, I've never like pooped on the hover before, so I was like nervous. And it was the one day I decided to go into the woods with my backpack because so it was really it was cold. But the thing was, is I was going to scale basically an 80 degree mountain at like 11 o'clock in, in the morning when it starts to get warm out. So I brought my backpack so I could carry extra waters and also take off layers in case I started to sweat. Because the worst thing in the woods is you sweat and then you stop and you get cold again. It's it's awful. So a uh, little safety tip. Anyway, I have a little like hatchet in my backpack that I use. And I never like stood and shit before. So I was like, the most thing I was nervous about was just like, I was rumbling and just like shitting all over my clothes. <laughs> and then you're just in poop clothes the rest of the day and the deer smell you. So then there's no value in climbing a hill at 80 degrees, right? You're like, I'm just going to do this for exercise and potentially fall down and shoot myself in the face with a loaded gun. So I took my hatchet and I just like dug this like fucking four foot, five foot hole. And I'm carrying baby wipes because I'm smart. Oh, I get ADHD. I mean, whatever. That's probably a hyperbole, but I dug a hole. You know what I mean? I didn't want to shit on air. And um, it was like right next to a creek, and I just shit in this hole. I bet. I like sat down in the dirt and shit in a hole. I bet it was really peaceful. Uh, Right? uh, Right next to a creek? Well, here's the thing. There's anxiety because you're like, this is going to be the time the deer comes, right? So you're kind of like, my rifle's right next to me. I don't want to shit on my rifle. I don't want to shit on my pants. And then you got to cover yourself in dope piss afterwards, and it's just, it's disgusting. It um, would have been hilarious if a buck walked by. You oh, right? just get up, your pants are that's down. That's the whole nervous thing. So, like, you're kind of like. Shit's in your butthole. You're that's why I didn't want to hover shit. It's exactly why I didn't want to hover shit, because, like, I can't. If I'm standing in the hover shit, and it's it's coming, or I slip, or whatever, <laughs> no good. So you can, at least I can sit down. Get the baby wipes. We can clean up afterwards. But also, if a deer comes around, I already got my gun in hand, dude. I'm shitting in the hole. So 
um, that that was my story about shitting in the hole. And to anyone out there who's a hunter and has ever pooped in the woods, salute, dude. Drink a beer. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that was madness. Wow. Okay. Um, that was my office for the week. How do it, we, I'll tell you what. It was better than reading emails. How do we trans- transition out of that? Well, uh, I've noticed, and I don't know if you guys have, I feel like I'm completely losing touch with the uh, incoming generations with their slang nowadays. Uh, so I keep seeing, like, the word riz, and that's the new word for, for like, having game. You got the riz, boy. And I, but now I have to look this shit up. Uh, but I did see recently that Oxford had a public vote on what the word of the year was. Do you, do you want to know what the public voted for word of the year? Drawn. Goblin mode. Oh, Goblin. my God. That's Goblin great. Space I've seen that. mode is the word of the year. Two words oh my God. are the word of the year. Nothing makes sense anymore. Like the man of the year or person of the year in Time Magazine? Dude, dude this just explains where we're at. Um, the fact that the public vote chooses a phrase for a dictionary word of the year. Quick definition, type behavior, which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy. Lazy? Goat. Goblin mode is being lazy? Sounds like a goat. It sounds... um, Mischievous, bro. That's me in Warzone. Like yeah, everyone's fighting, and I'm just, I'm just like, oh, I hear chess is a gold. Dude, that's Connor, Connor bro. I'm Connor getting all Abrams. my own stuff. His name, his screen name is Luke Goblin. <laughs> He's always a goblin. <laughs> yeah. I think a very active. Oh, you guys are knocking. I have enough money to buy you back. I'm gonna keep looting. I love that. Well, that shit just hurt my brain. So goblin mode. Yeah, I end up googling whatever I don't understand. Yeah, me too. I'm and at then, that point, dude. Yeah. Well, we got For, gas and we got drawn down. So, you know, shout out to the the Delaware County area for those ones. All yeah, right. we're hip. Yeah, yeah facts. And Wawa forever. Dead ass. <laughs> cool thing now, I love how more and more Wawas you can buy beer at. How about the it? Yeah, it's coming. Fine. Well, they got to compete with Sheets. I think Sheets yeah. got on the they got on the wagon just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think Wawa. they're the newer Wawa because I think they each have to get like their own thing. It's not like a, just a company wide every Wawa can sell. But the new one in Nazareth has beer, and that's awesome. Here you um, go. That's wow. crazy. That, so is, the, that is awesome. Yeah. And the beer this week, we have it from our good friend Troy. Oof. Thank you, Troy. Another uh, dessert beer. Imprint Beer Company, Schmooji. That's a great name, though, I will say. Troy's the only guy, if he gives you a beer, you have to ask, like, lactose. Like, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm not really sure. Can's really cool. It's an orange. It's, I guess, just described as an orange coconut a la mode. I don't know what a la mode means. Ice cream. It's like when they put on apple, apple pie. So you just say throw like ice, a la mode. You yeah. throw ice cream on and I it's guess a la that's mode. what it means. That's what happens when I say it. I mean, it's this is French. heavy. This is real heavy. And it, it says even... at the bottom, fruited ice cream smoothie sour ale. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even like feel or taste like a beer. I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's like a you know an alcoholic smoothie that is canned. It's like a a weight. It's got a mouth that's ready to throw an entire ice cream <laughs> cone. Like seriously, the mouth is. I mean, this tastes like those um, orange creamsicles, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a dessert. It's definitely got a good taste. I just didn't expect it. What do you rate kinda it like though? The soda. Yeah, this kind of makes me feel like you know my childhood. I feel like it's a very nostalgic drink, right? 
I just you know what I think of those. You guys remember those um, Flintstone like push pops? Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is the exact, circle ones. Yeah, this wow. is exactly what this tastes like. Damn. Um, I Except mean, you have enough of them, and you can't hear your parents arguing, getting divorced in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is something that I could definitely only have one of. Um, I do like the taste. I mean, it's a it Jesus. tastes very good. Um, it does have that sour. It's a sour ale. Starts really sweet, has that sour at the end. Um, as a beer, I'll give it a I'll give it a solid five point eight. Only one though, I could only drink one of these. Yeah, um, extremely delicious. I'm gonna go a little higher, but this is not something that I'm gonna like crush a four or six pack of. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six point three. It's very tasty. Yeah, it's um, I mean, for what they're going for, it is like kind of wild it like rewrites what a beer is i'll give them that the flavor is actually really good too i'm actually going to give them like a seven because what they were going for i feel like they nailed it even if it isn't what i was looking for at the moment sorry about that i totally sneezed there yeah you should be sorry uh, i i do apologize i tried to get out of the way um so here's what this this beer reminds me of um I feel like this is the beer that Morris Buttermaker gives to his team after they win the Little League Championship. Uh, for those of you who don't know who that is, which sounds like none of you guys because no one laughed and the joke didn't land. He's a, <laughs> he's a head coach from the Bad News Bears, all right? I.e., yeah. right? He's the alcoholic guy. Um, but you could throw this, like, in some ice cream. Just like some vanilla ice cream and oranges and throw this in there and then make like literally just make this a milkshake. Like a float? Yeah, like like literally an alcoholic float. And I'll tell you what, those kids would love it. They would absolutely love it. Well, yeah, I did a Bad News Bears joke because he's an alcoholic. Get it? All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Baseball. I get that. uh, Yeah, and that's what I'm tasting. You know, that's what I think about. Maybe I'm just a terrible person. I'm sorry, Mom. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But you know this is a dessert to me, so I, it doesn't seem like a beer. So I'm I, I like it, but it's not a beer. So I'm giving like a five point three. How many of these do you think Aaron Judge can buy right now? <laughs> Fucking more than you and I can shit out in a lifetime. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that guy just got paid, dude. Are you kidding me? You know what's wild? I heard a the, lot of toilets. The Padres offered him four hundred million, apparently, and he turned really? it down. With no, those I'm, just, I'm just too. hearing that. I'm just hearing that out in the community. Padres uniforms are tough. Um, yeah, they have. Where are they getting that money though from? For Tati, Soto, Judge, Machado. Where is that? Where the hell is that coming from? Tati's I mean, PED dealer. Whatever. Um, but you know what? He's back, dude. Just like Lord Voldemort, he's fucking back. And um, I that mean, wasn't wow. a good back. <laughs> Maybe this one won't be either. I mean, nine years is a lot, but we're excited. <laughs> You were just <laughs> we're excited. You I'm were happy. yelling about getting him, and now I'm you're happy. like, "Well, I don't know about the equity." Well, it's the just deal. that's just a, that's just business of baseball these days. You know what I mean? Like yes. I told you, it's a sacrifice you have to make to keep your guy, your captain, the the generational dude on the team. But you know what? Go get some protection. Imagine if Stanton plays like he did on the Marlins. He doesn't have to play the field. All he does is to do is hit bombs and stay healthy for one year. And you see Judge around TB12, maybe he'll do the TB12 workout. Tom Brady's been getting smoked all year because the Buccaneers' offensive line is literally worse than me trying to protect Elliott in a war zone game. And 
He's fine, dude. He can really throw. (laughs) He can still throw. So, you know, whatever. If Judd's can stay healthy, it's a huge win. I mean, the Texans are bozos who signed the Grom, who only won five in the Mets' 100 wins. That's what I was going to ask. How do you feel on the other side of New York? Are you better or worse after the week? I think the Verlander deal is pretty good. I mean, I understand that him and Max are on their way out, but look what Verlander did last year. He's definitely still elite. It's got to be a heartbreak a little bit for the hardcore Mets fans. But you got to remember, like, who are you drafting? Who's going to be on the market? You know what I mean? There's, so, I, I understand that. There, that is a heartbreak, just like it would be for the Yankees if Judge left. Um, but I, I mean, I think the Mets are going to, you know, they're in an all right situation, and and Verlander is a great pickup, so you can't be too woeful around there. If the Yankees don't have Judge, and then it's like everybody goes, what do you do? You know, it's like he was our whole team last year through the second half of the season. If they didn't have him, they were nothing. But uh, very exciting to have him back, $360 million over nine years. And their win total this year is 94 and a half. A little high, don't hmm. you think? A little high. So, a little food for thought. Yeah, definitely kind of sucks. I mean, only time will tell. Um, what do we got next up here? Some football and not the good kind. Football. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're currently in the knockout stage quarterfinals. Um, so some big names here: Brazil, Argentina with Messi, England, France, and Portugal. Uh, I just want to point out that Spain lost to Morocco in uh, going to penalty kicks. I just want to point out this little fact here: uh, they lost uh, another tournament couple couple uh times ago and each player had to take a thousand penalty kicks and they still didn't make a single one against morocco so that's crazy that that's morocco insane like the coach made them do that yeah and how they, do they hold them like to not account- lose by that how do they hold them accountable to that they're like i understand it's an international team but those guys have like club duties and stuff <clears throat> I don't know. Like, man. what are you for sending in? Country, t- bro. You're getting millions in, like, of dollars to kick a ball. Like, you can make hey, you coach, can hit your PK. Dude, just, you know how fast you can take PKs? I, I get it, but I'm also, I'm also, I'm just, it's just a question. Take 10 and 30 seconds. All right, whatever. I don't feel bad for them taking I don't, feel, PKs. I don't feel bad I feel either. I feel bad for their mental I'm try- state. I'm asking the question of accountability, like, because those guys are mostly throughout the year and the three seasons in between the World Cup are playing on their club teams. And mm-hmm. it's like, yep. okay, so are they going there earlier in the free time? If that if that coach has them doing that and sending in videos, that's awesome. Well, I was going to say, it might not matter where they do it. I'm not saying – they're not saying they but, have to fly to Spain to do it. Like, they're just saying, like, they took PKs. But oh, the overarching issue is a 1,000 penalty kick uh, PKs for practice, and they didn't make a single fucking one. Is it their fault or the goalie? It's a dice roll. I mean, it's uh, PKs are a wild thing. I mean, mm-hmm. look at uh, Japan. It's just pressure. It's stressful. Won the game probably most of the time. Going to PKs, you lose. And they've they've been very admirable throughout the World Cup. Uh, so is their fan base. And I mean, you also have the other story, which is Ronaldo getting. Getting the bench off, dude. How about it? Did he? I I saw. I obviously I don't know like the truth of it, but did he just kind of say fuck it one day and like leave? That's why he was benched. Yeah, I I guess he's just being like a little prissy bitch right now. And you know, I'm big Ronaldo fan, but these guys are getting they're getting old. So 
Yeah, I, hey, shout out to that one better, though. He threw 90K on Morocco to make the quarterfinals, and I think he won like a million. Damn. Yeah, he 10X. Fucking Damn. There's a guy out there with a $500,000 ticket to France wins. Dude, talk and about He only bet like 50 though, bucks, and he hasn't hedged anyway. In, in the PKs in that Morocco-Spain game, talk about a sweat. Oh, my God. That's insane. So shout out that guy. Um, anything else to add, Nikki Q? No, I'd... Room for England. Oh, what? what? Typical colonizer over here. Oh, I think they got it this God, year. Okay, whatever man. I said, said a couple episodes nah, ago. The, the Argentina game will determine who beats France. Words to Jared I'm Gober. I'm rooting for France just for that guy with a huge ticket. I hope his life gets changed, man. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, American football. The football that rules the world. Um, <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of crazy shit this past weekend. Uh, I guess we'll start here. Washington and the Giants, they tied. I think it was the Giants' first tie since, uh, I can't remember, I saw it on Sunday. A while. The 90s maybe, maybe even the 80s, honestly. I don't even know. They haven't tied in a while. Uh, that was frustrating. What a way to end the game. All that You're emotion. Frustrated. You're frustrated. Yeah, man. <laughs> Why? Because we missed a 52-yard field goal in regulation. Okay. Those, that's hard. Those aren't easy. I know Justin Tucker makes that look routine, but it's I'm actually hard. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you be more happy if you were in a, the shoes of a Washington fan? What do you mean? Uh, well, how do you guys feel over here? Eli doesn't know what I'm picking up on. I agree I'm with out, that. Because um, you guys have a very, very tough and extremely important game. Yeah, I think Your the first Giants time against need the Eagles. that win more. Um, I think the I think the uh, commanders tied us. I think it was a good tie for them, bad tie for us. We, we go on by in the and fourth then we're quarter. home next. Yeah, you have a whole two weeks. You just played them to prepare for everything they have. And they have a huge divisional game against the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You yeah, guys so are in a was, huge that win was a situation. Tie. It really was. Like I said, going into the fourth quarter, up um, a touchdown. It just it sucked. Um, a couple more yards, kick would have been good. It, a tie. I mean, I haven't felt this in like my whole life. So felt Giants nothing. cover though nine and three ATS. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you guys are rolling. Dude. I'm that was with Richard nice. Nixon. Let's go Giants plus seven this week, dude. How could you not? You know yeah. why not? Um, I'm still looking good for the whole NFC East to make the playoffs. Uh, going to be tough though, because I believe if the Giants lose next week and the Panthers, or not the Panthers, but the Seahawks beat the Panthers at home, they will move into the playoff spot, and then uh, uh, Washington would move up, Seattle would move up, and the Giants would be out of the playoff picture if that happens next week. Um, so that sucks, obviously, um, but still, it, it's possible. For the whole division to be there, and that's what we're rooting for, NFC Beast. Have they, the Eagles haven't completely locked it up yet, have they? Locked what up? The the NFC East. No, I don't I think they could I think they can. No, they can't. They can't win it next week. Eagles are eleven and one right now. The remaining schedule it's, it would be the Cowboys the is only. Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. And the Cowboys have Texans, Jaguars, Eagles, Titans, Commanders. Yeah, I don't. So, I think the only team that Cowboys could lock can't up lose their, again. I think the only team that could lock up their division next week is the Vikings. If um, they win and everyone else loses, maybe Kirk Look, Cousins best ever do it. Looking at the futures board, would you guys take Philadelphia right now to win the NFC East, or what is that? Do you find value on the Cowboys who? 
I mean, the Eagles have an easy schedule, but the say, Cowboys no do way as well. There's no value on Philly right now. Uh, no I mean, way. they're still plus money, which I feel like in this situation where they're 11-1 and they have games against the Bears and the Saints. And the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> they should I mean, beat the they should week. beat the Giants. But the Giants also might cover I and mean, beat yeah, them this week. Covering. Uh, Washington completely exposed them as a team that is susceptible to defending the run and the check down to the running back. So with Barkley, dude, he might go off this week. And, you know, Danny Dimes can run the ball too. He's like 5-3 and three to his over on passing yards in his last eight games. Um, there's, there's a threat there. It's just at 180 and then you have the Cowboys to win the NFC East – at a number of 350. Hmm. I think there's value in maybe firing on the Cowboys. The Cowboys, no. Or win the NFC. I mean, what, they'll play the Buccaneers yeah, the first round. They play the Buccaneers the first round, and they probably own them, and they can squeak their way in. They have to be the two best teams in the NFC, right? I mean, would you agree there? The, ca- the Cowboys, too, you're the saying? The Cowboys and the Eagles. <clears throat> Yeah, it's oh, fuck. It kind of sucks to say. Uh, I mean, the forty, yeah, forty nine. Frank. I mean, let's just think about this. Kirk Cousins is ten and two, and the Lions are favorite I think, this week. I think it's. I think it would be Eagles, Forty ers then Cowboys. But yeah, those three. Forty ers without Jimmy G are terrible. They're I awful. No man, Kyle Shanahan pulls his magic with backups and third stringers. That's oh, just they what he could, does. Party. I don't know. We'll see, man. Their defense is still the best, if not the best, a top three defense in the NFL. And it's it's a Kyle Shanahan offense with Debo, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk's a fourth option. Like, that's pretty solid on offense. Um, And they're favored against the Bucks next week, which is crazy. Brock Purdy against Tom Brady. Be. Do you see what the it's Bucks have been putting mismatch. up? Look, look at the game yeah, with the Saints. Sucks. They've been terrible. I don't know, though. Here's the thing, man. Uh, the 49ers is 7 and 26 without Jimmy Garoppolo between 2017 and 2020. Hmm. I mean, that's a lot of other injuries besides Jimmy G. And that's also not not all Kyle Shanahan. You could say this team right now is probably the best team in that span. I don't think they're better than the Cowboys right now. No, I'm saying the Niners, in reference to themselves from 2017 till now for the stat, this is probably the best team he's leaving behind when hurt. Uh, maybe Christian Mc- like he just said McCaffrey Debo yeah, a full throttle De- was Debo IU, there George the Kittle time. Joey Bo- Bo- is over there Bose I just want to sack the quarterback I man. can't just agree to that without seeing the the stats from their players from the 2018 I don't know Super man I think, I think on a neutral field right now the 49ers and the Cowboys the 49ers would be favorite on a neutral field probably yeah with Brock Purdy no way absolutely yeah, I think not. so man alright all right, fair enough. Well, that's that's I mean, Vegas I guess we'll knowing see. something, though, right? Isn't it? That's Vegas knowing something. Kind of like you have this whole Kirk Cousins ten and two, and the Vikings are getting two and a half in yeah, that's Detroit. Crazy. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't smell. Yeah, that's wild. Even the total in that game it opened up at fifty three. The Lions are frisky, baby. It got bet up to fifty three and a half, and now it's at fifty two and a half. Saint Brown's been that's, going that's all from Sunday to now, and you have 66% of bets and 67% of money on the over, and it's going down. 
Yeah. And then same thing, vice versa, with the 60, uh, 71% of the bets on the Vikings, yet the Lions went from minus one to minus two and a half. This, is this the smelliest game you've seen in the last five years or what? Yeah, that's wild. That really is. How does that make though. sense? A team that is 10 and two, a team <laughs> that is Cousins 10 and two well, is getting why. points. Is it because of Kirk Cousins or nah, is it because of the know. defense? I just think the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, hey, I've got burned by them this year. I beat them. They're a very lucky team, and I think Vegas knows that. Um, and I mean, it's one thing, you know, the luck continues. Obviously, any team to win a Super Bowl has to have a lot of lucky bounces go their way. But I mean, this just goes to show it. Like, no other team that would be ten and two versus a five and seven team, even on the road. Like, there's no way they would be favorited besides this Minnesota Vikings team. That's crazy. It is wild. Point differential, I mean, the bounces. But, hey, I mean, that's football. But if you look into their ten last— Ten wins is still ten wins. you look into their last couple of games, though, they've let up 22 points against the Jets, 26 against the Patriots, 40 against the Cowboys, 30 against the Bills. Their defense is not doing good, and the Patriots' offense isn't even something that's held in high esteems anymore. I mean, Matt Patricia, What? I mean, we could have 40 minutes in a row talking about why the hell is Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator— for the New England Patriots, and you know Mac Jones is right; he's right to be mad because he obviously can put up points. But the Vikings—they're bad, dude. Twenty-two points at the Jets—that can't happen. They get blown out by the Cowboys, who we just talked about. You know, being a better team, they obviously are better than the Vikings. They beat them forty to three. Um, the Bills' win was a was a miracle, and then the Commanders hung by three, and they should have won that game. That now, is crazy. The Vikings are four and zero against the AFC East. It's yeah, it's, it's so wild. wild. It is so wild because it shouldn't be at all. It really shouldn't be. But then you look at the Lions. They just put up a forty burger against the Jags. Twenty five against the Bills. They could have beat the Bills. Bills are phony. Thirty one against the Giants. Thirty one against the Bears, and then they beat the Packers fifteen to nine. So it, you see those totals, and then you see the line moving that way and towards the Lions. It's like. With the total also having more handle and coming down, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I look at numbers every day, every week, and this is the craziest game I've ever seen. I, I don't know what's going on, but everyone wants you to watch this game on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, some good games coming up. The Ravens, you got to speak about them. I mean, it's just like typical Ravens fashion the last right. couple of years. Everyone That's gets injured. Is. That's my teams, the Yankees and the Ravens. The That's what they do. That's <laughs> the parlay of the two stories. Lamar, Lamar Jackson's not that be. hurt, though, right? Uh, a couple weeks. Patrick Queen appears to be all right. I think the biggest issue is we need Ronnie Stanley back to, to defend the quarterback. I mean, we saw what a very good Broncos defense they did to the – Yeah, like you can't – stop saying they're not good. Again, if Russell Wilson scored 17 or more points, they have like 10 wins. So don't tell me the Broncos defense isn't good. They're awesome. They are awesome, and they proved that. And I also don't want to hear the whole quarterbacks out of the pocket, yada, yada, nonsense when you're talking about value between quarterbacks because Lamar was tackled and injured in the pocket. But one to four weeks, and we all know Tyler Huntley can play. All right, They would have beat the Packers last year if Harbaugh didn't go for two in the first quarter, and then you know we lost by one if they just kicked the extra point. It's Huntley is game. a very fun quarterback to watch. Dude, he could start. And honestly, if they don't want to pay, he's also one and four last year, though. If they, yeah, but he covered. Yeah, covers. Hey, great teams cover. <laughs> there you go, baby. He covers. I like that. I'm sold for the third time in a row. <laughs> I think he'll cover this week, and I also think he has a good chance of winning. And the the other, you know, why? Because Kenny Pickett's thrown four touchdowns all year. 
four touchdowns. The go. That yeah, is, I think people dude, and slow they could have had. Yeah, it. they totally do, and they could have started Big Ben and got the same result. You know, if God forbid he wanted to play one more year, and <laughs> the Ravens score twenty three points per game, and the Pittsburgh score seventeen, and they're getting points. And I really, honestly, if if Tyler Stanley plays, which is the biggest thing I'm watching. If I can get that number at three, I'm betting the Ravens, even though I, hate, you know, they say don't bet your own team. I don't give a shit. I'm betting them. And I really firmly believe that Tyler Huntley can beat this team, especially since the Ravens defense has, they are literally one of the best in the leagues. They are second and third down defense, fifth in sacks and ninth in yards per point allowed. And, and Kenny Pickett's thrown four touchdowns against that offense. The under is totally in play. Um, I saw um, George Pickens is not happy already. Yeah, of course. So they're having some toxicity. Mike Tomlin's telling fans to fuck off in the hallway. That was pretty badass, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, at work. I'm working. Yeah, okay, dude, cool. Think dude. about someone walks into your office and just like, "Hey, Frankie, what's going on?" Like, I dude, say hi all the time. Hey, do you want to talk about well. anything but work? Cool. Yeah, let's have a conversation. <laughs> like, no one has to be a tough. It's a 37. I think that was football guy mentality. Yeah, whatever. Right yeah, that's just that. Uh, you know, I big truck. need to kill board, feed family. Got a big mentality. truck. I don't know. Yeah, big truck. <laughs> big truck, big guy. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. But um, uh, just it's just the Ravens every year. And of course, when I when I tell everyone, hey, eleven and a half. Steelers are favorite, so there's no value in like hedging out on that game. The game was to bet Jacksonville or the Broncos with the points, but we still have Atlanta and Cleveland, so there's going to be an opportunity at eleven and a half. And I still have a little bit of hope, actually. I really, I think Tyler Huntley can can get us there if we can protect him. He is good. He'll win one every one out of every five games, dude. He drove down Solid. in the fourth quarter with like a minute to beat the Broncos defense, which is one of the best in the NFL. Twenty percent. So that shows 100% me something. One hundred percent of the time, that shows me something right there. And maybe the team will rally around him like they do to Taylor Heineke, and everyone's going to be pumped, and he'll be drinking Bush Light on a plane. That's us. Yeah, Lamar will be back. I think the Ravens will be fine. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I think we got some fantasy to, uh, end the football talk here. Yeah, we are getting close to playoffs now. Um, it matters. The waivers matter. The bench players matter. Uh, it was a close week. Troy Naden with the big win over Sags. Big personal win there. I'm sure there's a lot of beef thrown back and forth uh, through the ether between Troy and Sags. Uh, Frankie with a shootout with Nick, buck 63 to buck 40. No, buck 60 to buck 43. Big one, followed by a not so big one, uh, Tyler. <laughs> and uh, Jake Rubin, 87 to 79. Uh, not too great. But Jared, fake champ, buck 42. Okay. B Girth. Changed his name too much. Can't keep up. Kyle, remember the tight ones. Another massive week. Buck 55 to beat two pickets. Stefan at 88. Uh, we'll see if he lays another 77 egg like he did last time when he had a big upper 100s win. And then lastly, took out Connor Walsh. Buck 21, 109. Sketchy game with no Cortland Sutton, but we got the eight-man win. All right. There you go. Love that. And then lastly, our locks of the week. Um, Nikki Q, if you want to kick us off, I'll go last. Yeah, I'll do um, got a soccer bet, World Cup. Uh, Brazil versus Croatia. I'm going to take Brazil. Total goals scored for their team over one and a half. Uh, Croatia has a very solid midfield, but their defense is a little lacking. They rely too much on those mid guys. 
uh, who are just going to wear themselves out over the course of the game. So I definitely think they could pick up two. Check it out. I think it's like minus 160. I'm just going to go with a nice, simple uh, Seattle minus four this week. I'm just going to run with Geno. I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to keep it simple. Seattle minus four. Um, Titans absolutely own the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the game that most likely wrap up a division, and they're at home. Um, and they're coming off a you know a win against the Eagles, one of the stronger teams in the NFC. They where they want to prove themselves as uh, you know a strong adversary, and they get blown out. Uh, they're going to come in pissed off at home against you know a very you know a surprising division opponent who's you know breathing down their necks a little bit but uh stay strong and knowing that Tennessee's on a 10 and 3 ATS search versus the Jacksonville Jaguars um and they're 5 and 0 ATS this season against teams with a losing record and to pile that on it's just you know it's Mike Vrabel he's one of the best coaches you've ever seen and you know he's 7 and 1 and 1 ATS um in his career in this spot in divisional games so um, got to ride with them. Got to ride with them. Let's get back on the winning side. We're eight, five, and one. So we're chasing, chasing that uh four point differential there. Okay, coming off a loss last week, charged money line. Uh, they lost to the the Raiders twenty seven twenty. But hey, um, you just keep betting, just like a shooter shoots. You keep going. Uh, this was tough. This was really tough. Um, I hate coming off a loss here because I feel like I need a guaranteed win. Um, And uh, this week, I absolutely love the New York football giants at home plus seven. A hungry dog Mm. runs faster. A home dog uh, kills. A division home dog. Gotta love it. Uh, So I'm going to do that. And I'll probably hate myself later, a.k.a. next week, next episode. But that's my pick. I'm in. You got me, Frank. Come in. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you. Great episode. Check us out. Lunch Pod. www.lunchbeaterspodcast.com.